Money, a podcast network that understands the assignment. The Alive Podcast Network has launched the world's first content distribution app tailored by and for podcasters and listeners of color. Subscribers will enjoy a wide variety of shows ranging from spiritual to comedic to inspirational. Podcasters can house their content and merch in one spot and monetize from a central location. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com coming soon to iOS and Android. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. You can thank me later. Welcome to Six Figure Side Hustle. In today's episode, I interview Brad Monroe of REI Freedom Club, and he is going to tell us how he started in wholesaling and some six-figure strategies in real estate. So I know you guys really want to know how to crack into real estate how to make a lot of money, and how to find the best deals. So stay tuned because we're going to get into all of that. Welcome to the Six Figure Side Hustle podcast, hosted by me, Sabrina Brooks, entrepreneur, founder, and CEO of a highly successful public adjusting firm. I'm obsessed with reaching the two comma club just like you are. This is your all-access pass inside the minds of high-income earners, expert side hustlers, and entrepreneurs who have successfully launched, scaled, or diversified their businesses. We're sharing all kinds of business, marketing, and mindset insight. And trust me, our conversations are full of actionable tips that will leave you feeling clear on what to do next and motivated to take action. If you were born with an entrepreneurial spirit, are obsessed with business and marketing and want nothing more than to create time and financial freedom for yourself and your family, this is the show for you. Let's dive in. Hi, Brad. Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited to hear, (laughs) really excited (laughs) to hear more about your journey. Um, Absolutely. Perfect. So let's just jump right into it. Tell me how you got started in your six-figure side hustle. So, um, you know, I come from a family where, you know, I'm I'm half Hispanic, half Jamaican. So I come from a family where, um, you know, school and college was non-negotiable. So, you know, I did all that. I went to school. Uh, I graduated from Morgan State University. Um, with a degree in communications. I did all that. I got the job. Um, and, you know, to be honest, it wasn't, you know, they say you're going to get a job right out of college. It wasn't that easy. And this was years ago. I'm not going to tell my age, <laughs> but this was years ago. And, um, <laughs> you know, and it, it's even back then, you know, it wasn't easy to get a job. You know, it, it took me knowing somebody to finally get in the door and when I once I got in the door, I was doing something that wasn't really in my degree. Um, so anyway, I, I took that job. Was that during the Great Recession? I know some of us are. Yeah, it wasn't too far. It wasn't too far from that some, time. Some of us were forced into entrepreneurship yeah. um, and others found our way. So I'm always just curious if you were trying to find a job during that, like 2008 to 2012. Okay. So yeah, it was it was somewhat in that time frame, and because of that, you know, because of what was happening in the economy, that company was forced to lay okay. a lot of people off. Of course, right. they laid off a lot of the new hires. So, um, you know, I was I was down, I was down and out, man. I was I was 
you know, I was expecting to be there for quite a quite a while, you know, and I was doing I was growing in that position. I just bought a new car, you know, it was uh <laughs> so and it was a pretty nice car. So I thought I was doing it. <laughs> so uh but after that my income was wiped out. And um, you know, I was scrounging, scrounging around trying to find a job. Um and I said, you know, I'm not going to even do this work thing anymore. I'm going to go to New York City. That's where I'm originally from. I'm going to go back to New York City and I'm going to actually pursue my passion of music. Um, I used to sing and I, I put out an album oh, really? in Germany and I, I did all this stuff. So, you know, I got back into that. I got back into recording, uh, doing what I love. But to be honest, it just wasn't paying the bills. So I ended up. Uh, actually pursuing real estate. I was a real estate agent in New York City. And that's when I really, I think, fell in love with real estate. And that's when I saw, like, you know, agents aren't really making a lot of money. It's the developers <laughs> that were really making the money. Uh-huh. Because you would look at the hubs, right. you know, at closing, and you would see, oh, I made this commission, but, you know, this developer made almost half a million dollars. And that's when I was like, oh, okay, okay. So I had to figure out that side of things. Um, but I was, you know, I was still, you know, I was still an agent. I was still doing my thing. Um, took me a while to finally kind of, and I'll get there, but it took me a while to finally kind of get my groove in this whole space. But um, I started to self-educate. I went to a Donald Trump seminar back then. And to be honest, <laughs> I left that seminar devastated because they were charging like $50,000 for coaching. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't got that type of money, you know. So, you know, I I left there devastated, but I didn't give up. I still continued to research. Um, And then I ended up taking a job as a teacher. I had like a million jobs. Ended up up taking a job as a teacher, uh, teaching middle school students. Quit that because those those kids were bad as hell. (laughs) So, um, And then, um, you know, I said, I got to figure this real estate thing out. I ended up moving back to Baltimore. Um, at that time, I was married. I got a job um, working for a, uh, it was a lease up. It was an apartment building, a new luxury apartment building. And I was leasing apartments there, still trying to find my way in this real estate thing. Um, and we actually closed our first deal while I was working, right? And you know, the deal was actually 700 miles away. We were in Baltimore and we closed mm-hmm. the deal 700 miles away in Detroit, Michigan. And that was like the light bulb moment for me when I was like, okay, so this this business does work. We made a ton of mistakes, but we, we closed our first deal from 700 miles away. Um, fast forward, um, I was fired from that job that I was at. <laughs> so I was fired again. and. It was the worst time because my wife was actually pregnant with our firstborn child. And, you know, I was like, what the heck am I going to do? You know, you know, I thank God for real estate because I want to say a a few weeks after I was fired, I closed a twenty five thousand dollar deal with no money down. And after that, I was like, I'm out. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, this is it. (laughs) This is what I'm doing. You know, and I'm never I'm never going to go back to the whole nine to five thing. And that's just me personally. I, you know, I don't, I don't knock nine to fives, but for me, I had a bad experience, you know, in corporate America and getting fired. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, and and, and I had to pave my own way, you know, and I, you know, I, I'm never going to let, 
a job dictate my financial future. I just can't do that. You know, so, you know, I closed that $25,000 deal and I never pushed the clock since. And so now today, um, you know, own two real estate companies. Um, we buy real estate, we flip real estate, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. And most of all, I'm able to use this and leave a legacy behind for my kids. Now I got two boys and, uh, that's what is important. That's what's most important to me because, you know, I, I didn't have that. I didn't have real estate and I didn't have assets, you know, um, coming up, you know, that would kind of put me ahead. You know, I, I had to find my own way and I don't want them, I don't want them to go through that. I want to make sure that they're in a position where they can, <clears throat> own real estate and, um, you know, be able to benefit from all, you know, that this business brings. That is a really amazing story of what kind of forced you into entrepreneurship where you're kind of interested, but yeah, when you keep getting fired, (laughs) um, it's like, all right, God, are you trying to tell me something? Um, but it sounds like it really worked out for you. Um, so you said that you have two real estate companies and yeah. you do fix and flips. Is that your only strategy? So, yeah. So we do some fix and flips. Um, so one one company is more so focused on holding, buying and holding real estate. The other company okay. is focused, focused, more focused on flipping. So, you know, we'll buy and flip. We'll do a lot of wholesaling in that uh, in that company as well. Um, and then I have an educational company as well. So. OK, so what. What strategy did you make your first six figures in? Was it the wholesaling? Was it the flips? Right. My my first my first it was a combination, but um, well, it was a combination to get over a million, right? But um, my first six figures came through wholesaling, one hundred percent. Um, I recommend that okay. for anybody who's trying to get started in this business, um, that's the way to do it, risk free and without. With little to no money. I mean, you, you. I mean, it's it's always better, obviously, if you have money when you're starting a business. But you don't need any money to do wholesaling. Can you walk us through kind of well for anyone who doesn't know what wholesaling is, and then kind of walk us through the framework to get started? Because I do sure. think that you know, right now, real estate is so uh, trendy as yes. as far yes. as investing. Um, and then you go to do it, and you're like, well, wait, they said. I don't need money. And, but the bank is saying, yes, you do. You need 20 or 30% down. Um, So could you just give us some background about wholesaling? And then just if anyone is interested, kind of what steps they would take to get started. You know, I would say real estate has been a trend for forever. That's, that's how I look at it because, you know, we're, we're both sitting in real estate right now. Everyone's going to always need a place to live. Um, Real estate is the industry that has made the most millionaires, um, since forever. So, um, it's the trend that's going to stay around, you know? And so, you know, in terms of for someone trying to get started, so a lot of people don't understand that they can control real estate with $0, right? You can actually control real estate with $0. The thing is, and what they don't teach you is that every real estate contract is actually called an option contract. It gives you the option to either buy that real estate or you have the option to pretty much flip that real estate. You're right. So, um, and it's all about how you kind of write the contract, but 
in terms of how a, a, a wholesale deal is done, um, what you got, what you have to get good at is finding good deals, right? And I teach my students how to find good deals. There's ways to market so that you're you're only contacting people who need your help. As wholesalers, what we're doing is we're we're helpers, right? We, we're trying to help people in distressed situations get out of these situations, and we get paid paid handsomely by doing that. So, you know, if you don't have any money. You know, one way to do it is just by speaking to everyone in your realm of influence, letting them know that you're looking to invest in real estate and that you're buying houses in any condition. Uh, Another way to get started is to drive around and look for distressed houses, properties that have, you know, junk cars in the driveway, um, windows busted, high grass, um, mail overflowing, um, you know, just obvious signs of distress. Right. Once you find that person's information you can actually um, jot down that address and then you can skip trace that person's address using a company called batchskiptracing.com. And you can actually- Batch or match? No, batch. Batch Batchskiptracing.com. Correct. So you find the property that looks crazy, that property that looks crazy on the block, but not in necessarily a neighborhood where all the houses look crazy on right. the block. Exactly. Exactly. Kind of so, like the the diamond in the rough. Yeah. Exactly. Where it's rough. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say totally disregard the hood because eventually that real estate is going to go up. But if you can find a property, you know, that diamond in the rough, that the 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 worst house on a nice block, then you're going to really make mm-hmm. some money pretty quickly because right. there's going to be obviously a larger demand for something like that. I, I, I always tell people don't disregard the hood, buying the hood because, you know, I come from New York, you know, the hood, <laughs> right? My, for instance, my grandfather, he, he owned, he, you know, God rest his soul, he passed away. Um, he brought a property in Park Slope. I'm not sure if anybody knows what Park Slope is in, in Brooklyn, New York, but Park Slope, you know, is, is crazy now, but you know, Crazy in a good way. He bought that right. house for $15,000. Today, that house is worth $2.1 million, right? So wow. real estate, you know, it's 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 going to appreciate every year. On average, real estate has been, been appreciating about 15% every year, right? So um, even in the hood, you know, so we have to take that into consideration. And we also have to look at the signs, observe the signs as you drive into the hood, see what's happening around. See if you see people walking their dogs, see if you see some Starbucks, <laughs> some <laughs> Starbucks. popping up, <laughs> And that's when you see there's going to be some, you know, gentrification happening. And you, you listen, you want to be a part of that, you know, um, right. there's nothing wrong with, um, owning real estate in a bad area because it's going to, it's going to eventually pan out for you. Very interesting take on things because, you know, when you're from the hood, the G word um, is like a bad word. But I tell people, like, if you live in that neighborhood, who better than to take advantage of the opportunities than the people in the neighborhood? Because they know everyone. They know what's going on. Exactly. And even if you have to come together, Mm -hmm. you know. Do you want to come together and make a hundred thousand dollars, or do you just want to watch all these people who aren't from the neighborhood come in and make, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars? One hundred percent, one hundred percent, man. And you touched on a good point. Group economics. You know, we have to, especially you know, our people. We have to really understand that 
you know, black and Hispanic people and colored people, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're behind in the wealth, in the wealth curve, you know? So we have to right. understand that we have to, even we, we, it's no problem in doing it together. There's no problem in that, you know, yeah. and you have to understand that, you know, real estate is not going to wait for anyone, you know? So as the market continues to turn and the prices continue to go up, you know, you have to position yourself. You know, you have to position yourself, whether it's a bunch of you or just just you by yourself, you have to position yourself so you can benefit from that appreciation. It's not going to wait for you. You have to jump in. You got to take advantage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the markets, you know, once you get into a market and it's kind of warm, but once it's hot, then everyone's rushing in. So I definitely understand what you're saying. And you know, do you want to get it when everyone's rushing in or like your grandfather when it was $15,000 and now it's, you know, a thousand percent more valuable than when he got it. It's crazy, crazy, man. So, yes, those are a lot of good points. So um, let's get back to wholesaling a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you find the property. Um, what type of agreement are you usually getting? You did mention you get an agreement where you could either buy it, you have the option contract. Right. Um, or is this stuff like you're having lawyers write or is there like a template? Like I always want to know yeah. where people, like I want to know all the steps because right. a lot of people will be like, oh, it's easy. You just find the property, you get it under contract. Then you felt like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's break down some of these right. steps for everyone because I do think wholesaling, um, you know, you're not the first person who I've heard that that's like the gateway mm-hmm. uh, strategy for real estate. Right. So I think that, you know, more people need to understand how to get into it, you know, even if you're just working from your backyard. Right, right. And I think, you know, what people have to understand about wholesaling, you're in you're in such a power position because when you once you can learn how to identify good deals and how to find these deals consistent consistently, you're essentially controlling the market, right? Because people have to come to you for these deals. And then you're also controlling, you know, your legacy because if you can find the money to capitalize on these great deals that you find, you can build a multi-million dollar portfolio because you've you, you've identified how to find, you know, these deals, you know, so I tell people don't sleep on wholesaling because it's, it's like, it's truly like, you know, it's the way that you can con- really control a lot of real estate in your area, you know? Um, but in terms of the contract, um, the contracts that I, I use have been looked over by dozens of attorneys. Um, so essentially you can use two contracts when you're looking at wholesale, you can use what's called an option contract, which is a one-page agreement. It spells out the terms of the contract that you're actually looking to um, market the property for the for the seller, right? You can, you, as long as they sign it and they understand what's happening, it, you know, it's, there's transparency there. They can sign that, and you can just market the property for them. Or you can use an actual purchase contract. Now, once you use a purchase contract. You're putting your name or your company on that contract saying that you're going to purchase that contract and that you, you know, you're going to close in 30 days or 45 days or 60 days. Now, what you want to do, what I tell people is that if you're going to if you're going to use a purchase contract as opposed to an option contract, you want to make sure that you put some type of contingency in that contract so you have an out. 
you know, some type of out clause in there so you can you can back out and you're not stuck if you can't close. Right. But those are the two contracts that I use, either an option contract or actual purchase and sale agreement. Perfect. But definitely have a lawyer look it over in your state. Make sure, exactly. you know, you're you're within the parameters. Because I know in my city of Philadelphia, um, now you have to go through and get a license to wholesale. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I've heard some cities are kind of taking a few extra steps to. Yeah. Um, well, they call it protecting, yeah, I guess. The realtors the are hating. Let's, let's just call it what it is. The realtors, they hate me. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they hate me. They see, they see the, you know, they see the bag. They see the bag we making and they kind of, you know, they kind of hate. But, you know, it's it's to be expected, you know. Um, but, you know, I tell everyone, you know, if, if you know what you're doing, that, that, still, sh- sh- that still doesn't have to stop you, you know. Um, okay. There's still ways to, you absolutely want to make sure you have, a, you're, you're right, you want to make sure you have wherever you're, you're in whatever jurisdiction you're in, make sure you have uh, an attorney in that area, a real estate attorney, look at that contract. But um, yeah, I mean, the contract I use, I've used hundreds of times and no problems. The two page agreement, we, we keep it short and simple um, just because we don't want it to feel like a real estate. Age. We don't want to f- want the, the seller to feel like it's a complicated process. You know, the psychology right. behind it is it's two pages. We're in and out. You know, we're going to we're going to get this deal done. And we try to keep keep everything on the up and up. So that's why we like to keep the contract short. Perfect, perfect. So what what's an average fee you make for wholesaling? Like what what's the minimum you would look to make? Okay. And what's the maximum you have made? (laughs) (laughs) So you know, I I really don't like to share the maximum, but but uh but what I'll say is the average the average fee is uh, around $15,000. That's on average what we make per deal. Um, I've done deals as low as, you know, a thousand dollars, you know, that's because things happen and, you know, buyers want to renegotiate and stuff like that. But, um, the average fee is 15,000 and, um, we, we've had, you know, we've had some really nice, really nice ones as well. (laughs) Uh, but you know, we've, you know, um, you know, I'll say that, you know, you can make on a wholesale deal, you can make as much as $100,000 on a deal. Um, and if you're doing. OK, that's what yeah, I was getting. Let so. <laughs> well, me not even cap it at that. I mean, you can make more than that if you're doing like multifamily commercial real estate. You can make even more than that. But, yeah, I mean, you can even with single family. OK, so you can wholesale commercial properties just like single family exactly. properties. Exactly. You can really wholesale anything. The verbiage in the contract, it, it's just contract law, which is a lot because the thing about wholesaling is it's, it's just a, kind of the play on words in the contract. Contract law is contract law. So just like with credit card companies, they assign debt to other creditors, stuff like that. Um, that's the same thing we're doing essentially with, with real estate. We're assigning um, but instead with us, we're assigning an asset, right, that has value to another investor via a one-page document. Very, very interesting. So you got started with the wholesaling and then did that kind of free up capital where you had more options in real estate or you could kind of um, keep the better deals for yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you- and, and what happens is another thing about wholesaling is 
you know, we we make it a point and I teach my students how to find these deals um, at 30 to 50 cents on the dollar. So when you're in a property, so that means I'm getting a hundred thousand dollar property at anywhere between thirty and fifty thousand dollars. So the thing about that's another thing about wholesaling. Once you're able to find and identify and lock up these types of deals, it's easy to find partners, hard money lenders, things like that to partner with you on these deals because you know you right. got it at such a low price. You've created enough margin where there's room for error, right. there's room for market changes. And, you know, you can buy a property, fix it up, pay interest and still um, have money on the back end. That's the good thing about being direct to seller with these wholesale deals. Now you're able to figure out if you want to wholesale it or if you want to, you know, raise the money or use your own money to to actually buy it and take it down and either own that real estate, create an income um, producing asset for yourself or just go ahead and flip it on the retail market and make a nice chunk, of, nice chunk of change. Interesting. So now you are more in the fix and flip realm and the buy and hold, or do you still, you know, is wholesale I still, still your first I still love? wholesale, man. Okay. I still wholesale. I still, I'll, I'll never stop wholesaling. I mean, just from a cash flow perspective, um, it allowed, like, because if you're, I suggest that even when you start to buy rentals, right. you still have some type of, um, active income coming in from the, from your real estate um, because you can use that active income to pay down your rentals, the, 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 the mortgage on your rentals. Um, the thing about rental income on average, you're only getting three to 500 a month right. cash flow from a lot of these rental properties. Right. So who's going to live off of that? <laughs> right. So you know, you got to have like, you know, a hundred to really be, you know, able to, you know, sustain. Right. So um, that's why I definitely recommend doing both, you know, having your your, your income generating um, assets, but also having some type of flips going on or some type of other business where you can generate large chunks, of ki- large chunks of money and then pay down those assets. Very interesting. Um, yeah, I like that for that idea where you're getting the active income to pay for the passive assets. Um, And then eventually you get to that, you know, 50 to a hundred rentals, then you're making $50,000 a month. And And you could almost live off (laughs) that. You could almost live off that. Exactly. 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 (laughs) All right. So we are going to do what's called the Rainmaker Round. I'm going to ask you a few questions for the audience. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. And you have to get it right. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Oh, no. So just <laughs> first thing off the top of your head, uh, what book are you reading right now? So I am actually rereading uh, Building a Story Brand. Um, and, you know, right now I'm in a place where I've, I've learned a lot and I'm starting more and more businesses, including some businesses with my family. So um, I I wanted to revisit that book. It has a lot of great nuggets in there. Um, So that's what I'm I'm currently building a story brand. Okay. Right now. What book would you recommend to someone who wants to follow in your six figure footsteps? Yeah. Rich dad, poor dad. Uh, by Robert Kiyosaki, you know that's like the <laughs> that's old faithful. Right yeah, there, the but, Entrepreneur's you know, Handbook. Just, you know, it really breaks down. Say it again. The Entrepreneur's Handbook. <laughs> Everyone's exactly. first right. 
first book, basically. Exactly. You know, it just it really just breaks down, you know, two types of people, you know, and it shows the importance of getting yourself in a position where you can invest, you know, because, you know, especially right now with inflation and what's happening, you know, there's so many people who were hoping to retire, but can't now, right. you know, because they just didn't invest correctly. So, excuse me, it's just important, man, that everyone figures out a way to invest and diversify. We see what's happening with the stock market. Um, we see what ha- what's happening with crypto. Yeah. Um, so it's important to di- diversify your assets um, and, and, of course, buy right, you know, with what I teach my students is really how to buy these assets the right way. So even when, you know, the market kind of tanks and or recorrects, or corrects as, as it's happening right now, you're still in a position where you have equity, right? And that's that's the beauty of wholesaling. You learn how to buy these properties the right way, get in at the right price so you can still benefit from appreciation. Um, and, it's, and it's recession proof. You know, if you're buying it the right way, you know what you're doing. You can position yourself so you can still um, be well off even in these in these crazy times. Yeah, I think that's a very important lesson to buy right. Um, yeah. What is your favorite quote? Oh, man. Um, OK, so I think it says we must. It's like something like to the fact that we must. We must accept finite. Dis, dis, all right, I got you. <laughs> we must accept finite, dis, finite disappointment but never lose infinite hope. So it says we must accept finite, finite disappointment, but never lose infinite hope, you know, and, you know, life is a bumpy ride, man. It's, it's up and down, you know, and we have to expect that. I think that, you know, we start to get depressed and stuff like that when we don't understand that life is supposed to go up and down, but, you know, you have to just have that infinite hope knowing that it's going to get better. I like that. I'm I'm really glad you were able to um Yeah, put it together. To, to put it together. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that quote, but that is yeah, that's life. If you can't handle the bumps and the downs, um yeah. it, it it is going to be a rough ride. <laughs> yeah. What is the hardest lesson that you're grateful for that you learned? Ooh. The hardest lesson. I think for me it's always having always having the right support system man i mean that may not be a lesson but you know um for me having the right support system you know like my wife you know like my family you know having those positive that positive influence in your life you know cuz entrepreneurship is hard you know i don't care how good you're doing um in entrepreneurship um you know to mu- to whom much is given much is required right so um there's a lot of you take a lot of bumps and bruises as an entrepreneur, but having that solid support system, um, you know, is is like there's no price you can put on that, you know. So, yeah, that I hope that answers your question. I like that. <laughs> no, that yeah, you need a support system. So, luckily, yeah. you didn't have to learn that lesson of what it's like to go right. through those bumps by yourself. But it's yeah. a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so. I want to know for the audience who wants to make these, you know, $15,000 to $100,000 wholesale deals or really learn from a wholesale master, how can they get more information? I know you said you teach your students. So uh, what does that look like? 
Right. So, yeah, I mean, I have um, I do uh, free free master classes. Um, they can actually go to reifreedomclub.com uh, forward slash free masterclass. Um, but the best way is just to follow me on Instagram. I am Brad Monroe. That's I-A-M-B-R-A-D-M-U-N-R-O-E. Follow me on Instagram. That's the best way to kind of keep up with me and see what I'm doing, see what I'm offering. Um, but what I will say is that, you know, um, I'm really looking for serious people and people who really want to learn, not just wholesaling, but want to learn all the facets of real estate investing. Um, as we expand the coaching program, we're bringing in, you know, high level people to help people learn not just wholesaling, but land development, you know, Airbnb, tax deeds, um, you know, a whole bunch of different things. And um, that way you can be a well-rounded investor and you can really, because um, the whole key as what I tell a lot of, I always tell people, you don't want to just be a wholesaler. That's going to limit you as an investor. You want to be a transaction engineer. So you want to be able to look at a prop, at a deal and be able to find what's what's the absolute best return on investment with that particular property. You know, what's going to give you the best return on investment? Is it going to, is it going to be wholesale? Is it going to be to buy it, hold it uh, for five years and flip it? Is it going to be um, just to buy and hold it? You know, is it going to be to do an owner finance situation? Um, so, you know, that's what I want to teach people in my program is how to look at deals and find the best and highest use for every asset that they come across. Perfect. Very, very interesting. Well, if you want to get more information, definitely check out those links. We'll put them in the uh, in the comments section. Um, if you are part of the Rainmakers Alliance, these next few questions are for you. And if you're not, join the Rainmakers Alliance because we ask the hard-hitting questions that you only get to hear in our membership site. Um, so with that, thank you, Rainmakers. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you loved it and would like to leave a review, I would be extremely grateful. That's the best way to help other entrepreneurs like you find the show. You can also connect with me on Instagram at business and make sure you're subscribed to the show. I had a blast recording today's show for you, and I hope you got some amazing value from my guests. Talk to you next time.